I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, welcome to today's episode of Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. And you are in for a treat today. My dear friend who is joining me for today's conversation is somebody that I have done life with and highly respect for over 20 years. She's not only a very, very good friend of mine, um, but she's also a very experienced leader in the body of Christ. She's been part of the transformation movement worldwide for a long time, probably over a decade for sure, and has been ruined by the Lord in what she's seen, where she's actually seen, she's been in places in the world where the kingdom of God is present tangibly and transforming not only lives, but society at large and the land that the society is sitting on. She's got so many stories to share and she carries such a wealth of revelation. So it is my absolute joy and honor to welcome into the conversation with me today, my dear friend, Rhonda Matheson. Rhonda, welcome to the show. Thank you, Liz. Good to see you. Oh, it's so good to see you too. Rhonda, I want to just dive right in because I know there are a lot of people watching this show that tune in every week because they're getting nuggets from the show that are really helping them, particularly at the moment, you know, where life is tough for a lot yeah. of us. And so I know that you're, you're carrying a message at the moment that's so powerful. So I wanted to really start there and just ask you what the Lord is showing you at the moment. Yeah, well, you know, we've been ministering and we're living in Norway now. and. Um, you know, carrying a message about restoring the glory and presence of God to communities. And I've been doing that for about 20 years or more. But last winter, the Lord really shifted our focus to restoring families to his lordship, to his presence. And it was a bit of a surprise because that's not normally what I talk about or teach about. But there was a, a sense of urgency in the Lord's heart. And I kept hearing the Lord say, tell the people to go home. And I wasn't sure what that meant, but I could tell the Lord had just a sense of um, jealousy for our families and the condition we were in. And, and then he really prompted me to write a book about restoring the altars, the spiritual foundations of our, our marriages and our families. So we just turned our attention in the ministry to the, the restoring, you know, the most basic foundation of society, which is the marriage and family. He continued to say that to me, tell the people to go home. And then in February, I didn't know why he kept, I mean, I kind of understood, but I didn't understand the urgency of it. And then in February, I was speaking at our national prophetic conference here in Norway. And the word the Lord gave me again, tell the people to go home. And then he said, and stay home, focus on their families and restore the spiritual foundations. And there was just this urgency from the Lord's heart that we could feel and everybody all the leaders we knew were in agreement yes this is a word from the Lord but we had no idea two weeks later we were in lockdown the Lord sent us all to our rooms and then I understood this really was not a warning from the Lord but an invitation from the Lord because of the battles and the storms we were entering into He's, yeah. trying to, he's trying to prepare us. And I don't believe it was just for the lockdown. I, I believe it's for the days ahead that 
the Lord is really calling us to restore. You know, the, the word says, when the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? And the implication there, of course, is we need to rebuild the foundations, especially in the hour we're living in right now. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Like the timing, like you say, the, and the urgency in the Lord's heart. I've been feeling yeah. the same thing, not the same language as he gave to you, but this drawing from the heart of Jesus, this invitation, yeah. longing yeah. for us to come back and put yeah. away the lesser things because of the time we're in. And also yeah. because he's preparing us as the bride for yeah. the end of the age, right? That's the focus of heaven. Yes. So, I mean, obviously he downloaded to you the book that you've written, Restoring yeah. the Family Altar, which is very powerful and very practical. It's yeah. full of hope and actual keys to take us deeper and to show us how to prepare ourselves right now. Yeah. for what's ahead can you um speak into that a little bit more Rhonda so what did the Lord start to show you well you know Tommy and I uh, since we've been married have wondered what would it be like if if our marriage could be in such agreement that it reflected the trinity because that's really what the covenant of marriage is to be on the earth you know we wondered what how much agreement could we be in with the Lord and so the Lord started speaking to us about coming into agreement and I realized, you know, almost everywhere you look, most believers we meet don't have a Lord. They love Jesus, but they're not necessarily live, living according to or surrender to his lordship in everyday life in practical ways. So there's no agreement oftentimes with the believer and the lordship of Jesus. So as, as the bride is being prepared to come into agreement Right? That's when the Lord sends, uh, or the Father sends Jesus back to the earth, is when the bride and the Spirit say, come. It's talking about a level of agreement that we don't yet understand. And I believe that, I believe before we can be a bride, we have to become a family. The families, even of Christians, are so destroyed by the storms and the spirit of the age. So we felt like learning how to sit together and come into and under the Lordship of Jesus he wants to be Lord of our marriages, of our families, and our homes. And that's the protective presence I think we're all longing for now. It's that Psalm 91 protection that our families could live under the wings and refuge of the Lord himself. But we have to repair those foundations that have been destroyed. You know, the spiritual discipleship, the atmosphere, the communion, the relationships, until he's really Lord over every area of our lives. And we're living in that daily walk with the Holy Spirit. And I think that's, that's what we're all longing for right now. That's the security we not only need, but it also gives us the agreement with heaven that allows us to you know, help usher in the kingdom of God and an expression even before he returns. He's longing for that agreement with us. Right, to come and tabernacle among us, within yeah. us and among yeah. us, yeah. like the book of Acts. You know, yeah. I remember when you were writing your earlier book, Desperate for His Presence, and you were living the journey of that, yeah. and you'd gone to places like Umulunga in Guatemala and Fiji and these other yeah. places that are full-blown transformation yeah. environments where... So you've actually seen and experienced yeah. what it looks like when the kingdom comes on yeah. Earth. 
and we yeah. live under the shadow of the Almighty. We live in the 19th Psalm experience, and I know that it ruined you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I said at the beginning, it completely ruined you. I watched you go through that experience of the complete dissatisfaction with anything other than His presence and His kingdom manifest now. Would yeah. you share with everybody just to provoke the hunger of you know? Because you've seen the difference, and I know you are passionate to see us living in the full expression of this, particularly in the Western church. Yeah. I mean, I think the joy of seeing a, a community that's been transformed is to live in the sense of peace. Uh, living in the presence of the Lord is something not only he wants to do, but he's doing right now all over the nations. I mean, the Lord wants to dwell. He wants to tabernacle. He wants to inhabit all, you know, our entire geographic communities. But when we look at the actual process of transforming a, a village or a community, it's a very same process of attracting the presence of the Lord to our families and to our homes and to our neighborhoods. So creating a dwelling place for the Lord, a place of refuge, is something that is really part of the Lord's redemptive plan to yeah. prepare us for the days that are coming. And, and I believe, like the book of Acts, I believe there's a new wineskin ahead of us for the, the people of God, the believers, the church, that we are living according to that um, that prototype we see in the book of Acts chapter two and, and other places where we're living with uh, under the Lordship of Jesus and directed by his Holy Spirit in a real practical way. And then of course his glory comes and we have access to those things that we're longing for. He's near, he's close, he's available. And now we're living, you know, according to a, a vertical relationship, not, not provoked not engage in the spirit of the age around us. And that's part of this transformational uh, process we have to go through individually because we're so, we're so connected to the spirit of the age and Jesus is jealous for wholehearted devotion. Yeah. And the, the confrontation, I think we feel right now, the tension in our souls is he's pulling us away from the affections for the world so he can get rid of the spots and the wrinkles, honestly. Um, he wants to transform our hearts, our souls, our minds, our bodies. He wants to heal us and restore us so he can live among us in a real way. Yeah, I love your language, Rhonda. You can really hear him. I'm sure many of you watching and listening right now are feeling the same thing. It's like there's a dissatisfaction with the world like never before and this desire for more, like you said, Rhonda, just that there has to be more, there is more. I don't, you know, we're not, we're it's like he's, he's saying, he's saying to us, come apart and be separate, come out of the world system, come back to my feet, let me restore you, like you're saying, and this is the time to do it. There is an urgency in the hour that we're living in, but it's also really, it's all about Jesus getting the reward of his suffering, isn't it? A people that are uncompromised and every, and he's removing everything that separates us from the experience of his love, you know, I think right now. I mean, I... Hmm. Go ahead, and please go ahead. Well, he's really shaking us. I mean, there's really a shaking. And I think what's interesting is what, what he's longing for is actually what we're longing for, too. We maybe just haven't identified it because yeah. we're still so, there's fear, there's chaos, there's confusion. You know, the storms around us have now become the storms within us. The battle that was external has now become internal. And our families have been so devastated by the spirit of the age. 
And I just believe we have to restore the foundations internally. Revival begins here, not out there. It's not an external event. It's an internal process of rediscovering who Jesus Christ is and how to live with him in a daily way that's yeah, it might be in the context of chaos, but it's with him. And there are days of revival following. There are days of glorious revival coming, but he's preparing us right now to be uh, walking in, in greater agreement so that we can walk in signs and wonders and all these things that we've been longing for. We're longing for the same things. We right. just have to come into agreement with his heart. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, how can we be proactive, Rhonda? How can we, like you said before, it's about lordship, isn't it? It's yeah. about allowing him to be lord of our lives and to move into that level of experience. And then we'll begin to look like these transformed communities. It's possible for us too, isn't it? Like you say, if we can just get our lives right, right now. And he's not there it's not a, it's not a, he's not being oppressive with us. This isn't a negative thing. This is a love, a drawing from his heart into the deeper life in him. That's yeah, it's a real invitation. Yeah, it's a real invitation from his heart right now to come away with him. And I read a, a psalm the other day that said, my soul will follow closely after you, Lord. And I think that's what we do. We need to bring our souls to the Lord because we don't, we're not aware that in, we, we're living in such a status quo where we're not used to living or submitting to his lordship. So I think practically we need to gather our families. I need, I think we need to spend time in our marriages and ask some real questions. Is Jesus Lord of our lives? One of the things Tommy and I do a lot is we confess, Jesus, you are Lord of our marriage. You're Lord of our ministry. You're Lord of our finances. You're Lord of our family. And we just intentionally choose him to be the Lord. And then we went through the, the family altar book a, a couple of times where we sat down with our family and, and Tommy and I personally, and we just went through the devotional, which is based on the book of Ephesians on restoring our identity. Who are we? How do we relate to each other? And how do we submit to the Lord? And it was amazing how the Lord would interact with us and how the Holy Spirit would start challenging our attitudes, our fears, our insecurities. And after a couple of months, we've seen tremendous growth and so much more supernatural activity. Our days now are really led by the Holy Spirit. And it's kind of a wild adventure, you know, <laughs> sometimes more adventure than I'm, I'm ready for. But it's so exciting. And it's also a place of absolute peace and rest. You know, Liz, we used to talk about that phrase, ruling from a place of rest. Right. I find now that my heart is, we have to live in a higher place right now. We can't live where we've been living. We're, it, we're not, it's not, we can't breathe the air. It's gotten so polluted and so compromised by the spirit of the age around us. So it's like he's lifting us up to live in that place in Ephesians and heavenly places but it's an amazing place to live in a practical way. So we just, we spend time with Jesus every morning and we talk to him and we let him go into our hearts. We let him convict us. We tell him we're sorry. We're living from a place of transparency like I've never known before, but he's really transforming our hearts and our minds. And I, we're becoming more aligned with what's on his heart. I feel like 
um, the agreement is increasing so much more. And we're also seeing the fruit of the agreement in answered prayer, in breakthrough, in supernatural activity. And that's where we have to get to as God's people, where we're in such agreement with one another that whatever we bind and loose is bound and loosed. That when we agree with the Lord, he's answering our prayers because we're in the same heart. We're living in the same spirit. We don't have one foot in the world, you know, and then we come and pray, but we're not in agreement. So there's deeper intimacy in the place of agreement with the Lord. And there's some heart surgery. There's a lot of healing that has to happen. There's a lot of forgiveness. There's some repentance. You know, there's things we have to root out of our lives. Um, but, oh, he's so near right now. He's really inviting us. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously given you both a real grace, which is really inspirational, actually, for vulnerability. Yeah. Like you said, to live transparently with each other. If we'll just push through the pain barrier. And even for those of us who aren't married in our significant relationships in life, if we will just choose to be brave enough to be vulnerable and, you know, and close rank around each other and have a value, a core value that's literally about the Lordship of Jesus and choosing to love one another and not be critical and be safe and create a safe space in the context of our relationships. It's, he's clearly given you that to be able to go to this next level because you're sort of, I, I can feel it off you. You're dissatisfied with anything else. It's coming off you, you know, this hunger for this next no, level we're, we that you're locked on. <laughs> we can't live like this. The world has gone completely crazy. And the Lord is, I believe the shaking is going to continue. So we, we have to come under that protective covering of the Lordship of Jesus. There's no way to live without him being our Lord. I mean, life doesn't work. Life doesn't work if Jesus isn't Lord, you know, and I think we can't trust if we're not vulnerable. Yeah. And I think pride is what keeps us from being vulnerable. We're so, we're so trying to protect something, but you know, I, I think the family he's building is not just natural family. It's our spiritual family. It's our close friends. We need to sit down with the Lord and say, Lord, like David, examine me. And yeah. see if you find anything unrighteous and then lead me in a way that's everlasting. You know, um, James says it as well. Of course, the whole New Testament, we have to look in those places in our hearts that maybe have been closed off, pain, woundedness, unforgiveness. These are days where Jesus wants to heal his church and restore his lordship to his family the family that is a reflection of who he is, his relationship in heaven is a reflection of our relationship on the earth. And I believe that's the first, you know, brides come from families, right? Right. So I don't believe the bride can be prepared and purified if she's not first coming from a healthy family. An unhealthy family is going to create an unhealthy bride. Mm -hmm. So I believe he's going to the foundations, the spiritual foundations. And I think we can expect him to do amazing things. Yeah. Well, he clearly is, isn't he, with you guys and... And also the evidence is there in the transformed communities when they have humbled themselves and they've chosen the ways that you say, you know, of reconciliation, forgiveness, vulnerability, lordship yeah. of Jesus. I mean, what's happened in those communities is absolutely stunning. Yeah. They're, they're stories of hope, aren't they? They're testimonies of hope in the world of what kingdom looks like on earth. It, exactly. It gives us an, an, an understanding of, oh, this is what's on God's heart not to attend a meeting on a Sunday morning, 
He doesn't want to just visit us with a revival like we saw in the 20th century. In the 21st century, God wants to inhabit us. He wants to dwell among us. He wants to create places of refuge on the earth, I think are going to be very strategic for the days ahead. Yeah. So I, I really believe he wants to express himself and reveal himself. But he doesn't do that in some external, you know, impersonal way. He wants to do that in the transformed communities. It actually starts in the homes and the families as well. This is God's heart. Yeah. Family is on his heart. And the enemy knows it, which is why the enemy has focused most of his attention and activity on destroying our families. Our families have become a war zone. And the casualties are everywhere. Why wouldn't, in God's heart, why wouldn't he want to encourage us and restore us? He does. He does. Yeah, he absolutely does. This is the whole gospel, isn't it? This is what's is. being made available to us. Rhonda, in just finishing, we've just got a few more minutes left. Can I invite you to just pray for the people that are watching? Yes, I would love just to. Just to go into the experience of what you're sharing you know and, and it really is the invitation of the moment isn't it this is what yeah. he's saying yeah and he is we, he just requires a yes from us to step in so yeah, yeah would you would you yeah. pray finishing yeah. so jesus we thank you for who you are you are who you are you are the lord of the entire universe god and we feel you drawing our hearts where we are unsatisfied we're longing for more, and we're, we know, Lord, we only find that place of peace and rest in your presence. The only safe place is in the rock, the fortress, the refuge of who you are. Lord, I pray, like you did in the book of Hosea, that you would draw us away after you. You would reveal your beauty. You would invite us to the place, Lord, of increased intimacy with you, where you, where we can open our hearts and allow you to go into those places and bring healing and life, forgiveness. Lord, I pray that you would bring conviction. I pray that you would bring healing. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to gather our families together because, Lord, there is a storm raging around us. Help us to come together, Lord, and rebuild the altars of prayer and worship and devotion. Jesus, we want to make you the lords of our home, the Lord of our family. We want you to rule and reign. We want you to change the atmosphere where we live, to fill it with joy and peace and righteousness. We want you to renew and restore and reconcile relationships. We want our marriages, Jesus, to become a, a reflection of the covenant in heaven among the Trinity of who you are. Lord, we ask you to do abundantly above all that we could ever ask or imagine. We invite you in. You are a God of hope. You are a God of restoration. You're a God of great transformation. And we ask you to come and reveal everything you have promised us as, as we are your inheritance, Jesus. And you have given us every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And we are hungry for more of you. So I just release faith into everybody that's listening and watching. I release hope into every heart that not only can you heal our families and our marriages, you want to. And I pray that you would give us the faith and the courage and the boldness we need to humble ourselves, to refuse to be proud, to be transparent and surrender ourselves and trust you to lead us in these days ahead.
Lord, I pray that our homes would become a refuge, a dwelling place of your presence, that our entire neighborhood, Jesus, would come and find rest and peace in your presence. Lord, come, bring your kingdom. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come right in our own homes, in our own families, and prepare us for the revival, the awakening, and the days that are coming, Lord, so that that, that one day we're longing for, that we would be prepared as your bride, that we could say in agreement with you, Holy Spirit, come, Lord Jesus. So thank you for the days of preparation. Give us courage to live them out and experience everything you have for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We agree. I really, really feel Holy Spirit's presence strongly. And I just wanted to finish as you were speaking, Rhonda, I kept seeing the, the light of the glory of God increasing and moving gently and slowly across the earth until everything, ultimately, the nations are the Lord's inheritance, right? Everything became bathed in his glory, transformed in the light of who he is. And I was reminded of a, of a quote from the Passion Translation that by Dr. Brian Simmons, and that his, he, he says in it, it's at the beginning of the book of Revelation, and it says, progressively, the superior light of the kingdom of God will make dim the light of the old. Amen. That's what we're stepping into Amen. now, family. That's what we're stepping Amen. into. Human history wraps up, right, with a with a wedding. And Amen. There's nothing the realm of darkness can do to stop it. So the wisest thing we can do is come back and sit at his feet and cooperate. Yeah, that's with right. Invitation. Yeah. That's so right. With his invitation to allow him to prepare us forever, for, for yeah. our forever experience with him. And this is an eternal family. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh man, Rhonda, it's so good to be with you. Thank you for giving us your precious time today and, uh, and everything that you've shared. It's so powerful. It's so important. Mm -hmm. It's really a word for now. Really, really is. So, and bless you all. Thank you for spending this time with us and uh, have an amazing, amazing week. God bless you all. Mm -hmm.